Welcome. You're listening to the Chief Yuya podcast. I'm Chief Yuya, and uh, I want to jump right into it, the coronavirus. All right, so of course there's been a lot of information going around and a lot of panic, of course, and a lot of fear, which is probably the uh, the uh, most dangerous virus produced out of all of, you know, the situation out of all of them. But uh, speaking on it really quick, I just wanted to share some things quick, swiftly, and I think we're going to kind of go back to our Thunderground Thursday session, um, just in terms of our thinking, you know, what we're looking at. I know a lot of you may be hearing conflicting information about the virus in terms of who can get it, who cannot get it, uh, where it has been created, things like that. And of course, some of that information may be accurate, some of it may be erroneous, but the truth is um, the virus is not nearly as much of a threat to the majority of us as we may be led to imagine. The first thing to keep in mind is that, you know, when this information is being broadcasted via news channels, uh, whether it be social media or traditional news channels, their whole job is to make sure you keep their, your eyes on them, your eyes and your ears on them. You know, so they're always going to give you information and give it in a way where you you are constantly looking to them or looking at them or thinking about them. Or what are they saying next? What are they saying now? So you might not always get the um, the most integral information. It may be a, a slightly slanted because of the agendas of others. So. I wanted to speak a little bit about the coronavirus and um, really speak about the opportunity that it provides. You know, whenever we're faced with uh, disaster or things going away that we may not be comfortable with, a, a really great question to ask ourselves is, you know, what is the fortune in this? Before we say, oh, this happened and that happened or this may happen and that may happen and this is this, that, that. Remove all of that just for a moment. If you can allow yourself five to ten minutes and just say, what is the blessing in this? Keep it there just for a moment and see what you come up with. Because a lot of times you come up with your greatest innovations and your greatest leaps. If you can take something that's moving in a certain direction and completely reverse it. You know, you want to learn how to innovate something. Look at something, whether it be a process or whether it be a product. And try to imagine how to completely mess it up. Completely mess it up. I know it sounds unusual. It's a little it's a little trick I use though. And then what happens is in the process of doing that, you're gonna find little things are gonna pop up. Little things about the procedure, the process of it, the way it's delivered, the way it may be consumed, the way may way it may be implemented and utilized. So, you know. Never be afraid to take something, at least mentally or conceptually and theoretically, in a completely different direction. So when we look at the coronavirus, what, you know, this segment is about, I want to urge all of you, Anu and non-Anu alike, to think about what opportunity this virus brings. Because it does certainly bring opportunity. You know, and really... I want you to begin to try to put things in perspective. You know, one of the first things to recognize is that we're speaking about a virus and, you know, we have a a season called the flu season that appears annually. And, you know, during flu season, 
you you get about 200,000 Americans uh, admitted to hospitals. You get between about 5,000 to 40,000 who are um, affected by the flu every year who are, who are sick, you see. And, um, well, I'm sorry, who were killed, who were killed every year. About 5,000 to 40,000 people every year killed by the flu. You know, so, and then you got into the millions, you know, about 50 million people who are just sick every year from the flu. So, you know, flus and viruses and diseases are nothing new. You know, don't, don't imagine that, oh, the corona's here and, you know, uh, we've never seen anything like it. Um, we've never seen this in humans. We've seen it in animals, you know. And, you know, a lot of the information people are saying, well, you know, um, if you're young, strong, and healthy, you have nothing to worry about. And that is that is true to some degree. That is true to some degree, at least until the virus adapts and mutates, which it clearly is doing at a very rapid level. But, you know, young young and healthy is very subjective in America. When you live in a, in a country where uh, 45% of all Americans are diagnosed with chronic diseases, you know, so... When we say healthy people, there's very few. And then there's a lot of people who are undiagnosed, who are borderline diabetic, you know, um, who are asthmatic and have uh, maybe um, kidney issues or liver issues. Some may be diagnosed, others may not be. But, you know, when you speak about the idea of like, okay, well, if you're young and healthy, don't worry about it. A lot of people are not nearly as, <laughs> as healthy, unfortunately, as they may imagine. You got people who drink a lot. You know, heavy drinkers, heavy smokers, these are not healthy people, right? Um, so they obviously, of course, could be infected. And, you know, I tell you something. Um, what about all of the medical staff? You know, um, one of the things that it's not really spoke being spoken about too much, that if you look at it from a logistical standpoint, um what happens when medical staff in hospitals are are filled up with people because of this particular flu or this particular virus um, as it's as it's mutating? What kind of stress will they be under? What kind of mistakes will they make? What what happens if one of them need to take some time off because of the virus? You see, um, yes, right now the virus is not extremely dangerous based on. You think about the numbers I just gave you um, in terms of how the flu affects people every year. Like I said, you got like 40,000 people who are killed between like 4,000 and 40,000 people who are killed every year from the flu. And you have millions, double digit millions who are sick from the flu every year. So the difference is that, you know, the, um, the spread rate of, um, uh, the coronavirus is a, it's pretty much about two times as fast as your regular seasonal flu. So, you know, it is something different. And, and the, incubation, the incubation period is extremely long. You know, that's the other scary thing. Um, you, can have, you can have it, and it can be a very long time where you'll pretty much exhibit no symptoms and, you know, just be spreading it around, spreading it around because the incubation period is so long. 
you know. Um, so let's kind of look at some of the things that, like I said, I'm, I don't want to speak too long about this, but I want to kind of just look at some of the things that we can look at in doing, you know, and having some of the understanding of this particular virus. You know, right now it is really too early to tell what the virus is going to completely do. Um, and the difference yeah, with with the flu season is that you get a flu shot. The flu shot is about uh, 50 to, I'd say, about 70 percent effective in actually, you know, curing you of the flu. The difference is with the coronavirus, there is no shot. There is no vaccine. So even with the flu, that, you know, that influenza that they've known about for many years, they still can only come up with a shot that's only about uh, effective half the times, approximately. And this new thing, they have nothing for it. But like I said, the, the biggest enemy and the biggest challenge that you have in all of this is fear. And fear can really cloud your judgment or, you know, you, you have sometimes uh, the paralysis of fear that sets in that can really cause you to kind of endanger your life and cause you to um, think in a way that's irrational and um, really sacrifice your ability to solve problems, you know, to work through what your actual issue is. And it, it really doesn't matter, you know, um, what you have on deck in order, like, you know, um, if things hit the fan or whatever, when you have fear. You know, I, I, I've uh, trained with so many people, you know, in, in terms of, of fighting skill who were excellent, you know, in, in the dojo or in the gym or in the park when we were training. But uh, if we were sparring, we're horrible. You know, it's kind of like what Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they, until they get punched in the mouth. And it's true. You know, sometimes you hit someone hard and they you see that fear in their eyes and all that training goes out the window. They don't even know how to throw a punch. They don't even know how to stand. You know, because fear can be very paralyzing and they may have all the weaponry, they have all the tools, they're equipped with all the techniques, but that fear, you know. So, like I said, the, the, the fear can be a um, an executioner. It can kill people. And that's the biggest thing that we have to worry about or to be concerned about. Let me not say worry. Um, right now, the greatest thing that you have to get through this virus is the synchronization between mind, body and spirit. And tying in to your heart chakra, which gives you your will to survive and your will to live. And if you can tie all those things together, you'll be fine. You know, um, because it's going to be all kind of epidemics. This isn't the last one. It's going to go and come, you know. Um, and it's not really about what it does from a health perspective. You have to kind of look at what it's doing overall. You know, China is our is is the largest importer of oil in the world and they've they've lowered to a large degree their oil and you know um importing and even like a lot of the uh, factories and things like that have been closing people just haven't been coming to work i mean heck it was they, they had four million people who evacuated wuhan before they locked down the area four million people just floating around somewhere you know but um, like I said, the, the, the reality is that um, this 
situation helps to birth other situations. You know, um, as you can see, for those of us who are who do play stocks, see the market is crashing. The market is is just been been dropping and dropping it's it and and dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. Um, and there's been little recoveries, but then like yesterday, wiped out all the recovery that there was. You know, um, we got an unstable dollar. We got an unstable euro. Um, we still don't have stability in uh, on in, in northeastern Africa, you know, or what some people like to call the Middle East, but in northeast eastern Africa. So there's a lot of instability that's going around, and um, think about the civil unrest that's on its way, you know, and um, how that may affect. Everything. So it's not just about the virus. It's about the situations that are precipitated by the fear brought on by the virus. And more importantly, the situations that are precipitated by people's lack of preparedness for things like a virus. And that's why I say this is kind of like a Thunderground Thursday segment, because it reminds me of even a segment I spoke to you guys about, about building solar panels, you know, and why. And, and not solar panels, but a solar generator. We did a segment on. Um, and some actually did it, which was cool. Hopefully you still have them. Hopefully they're, they're tucked away in your garage somewhere, or maybe you, you're using them or you took it a step further. Some people even show, sent me pictures, you know, that was a long time ago when we did the segment, but some people had even sent me pictures. Yeah, I, I put mine together. I thought that was very cool. You know? Um, so what I'm saying is that, um, there's so much more going on and, we can make certain changes. You can wash your hands more. You can stay out of crowded spaces. You can wear your mask. Absolutely. Is it going to save you? No. And I'm going to explain why it's not going to save you. Because right now, the thing is not about being saved from the virus. There's something bigger going on than just the virus. And it's been going on for a long time than just the virus. You know, um, What's going to save you is the way you change your lifestyle and devote and dedicate yourself to living right on every level. That means, you know, some of this, um, I'm going to get into something later that's going to, that's going to hurt a lot of feelings. I'm not going to do it now, but I warned, <laughs> I warned some of you in the beginning of the year that we'd be taking some different directions and different for you, not different for me. I've been, moving in these directions, but um, I'm coming to a place now in all of this where certain things I just don't even want to speak about anymore. It, you know, there's, there's a time for everything. You know, time is a time and, and time in so many ways is immutable. So you have to be able to roll with the structure and the grid of time. You know, it's a very interesting dimension because you can't do much with it. You know, we primarily have those two dimensions that work together, time and space. And we use magic to affect space. Space you can you can actually do stuff with. You can use rituals and stuff like that. But time, you can't. The only thing you can do is study it and observe it. You know, so there comes a time where you have to ride with where you're supposed to be next if you have a sequenced plan. So like for some people who've been listening to these segments and things, they say, wow, I, I'm starting to see like you've been consistent. All these years, you've been saying certain things, and it's 
they all tie together. Someone said it to me recently, but I've had a lot of people say that when they finally caught it. Like, wow, all the shows actually tie together because I had a plan. I wasn't just sitting and running my mouth. And we've barely just begun. Remember, that was the intro song to uh, Chief Speaks, and I knew it was four years ago. But we've barely just begun. You know, I shot a, or or I drafted a very long-range plan in terms of all of this work. Because prophetically, I knew some of the things that were coming down the line, like what we're dealing with right now. So like I said, the, the greatest enemy is fear, complacency, ignorance, short-sightedness, and instability of mind, instability of body, you know, instability of your will or the weakness of will, you know. These are the things that that will be the greatest stumbling block to your living and the survival of you as well as your loved ones, your family, right? Because like I said, you can have all the tools. You can be equipped, whatever. You go buy all the water you want. I mean, the, the shelves are bare. But, you know, do you know how much water you actually need? I asked a couple of people that. They said, yeah, I mean, stocked up on my water. How much did you get? Oh, man, I bought about four different uh, four, four things. That's all they had. Well, how much do you need? And how long are you going to need it? You see? Um, you need about a gallon a day. That's, that's, a good, that's a good way to measure, right? Between washing and drinking and things like that. And sometimes it may be more depending on your condition. Let's say if you have a, a, a physical illness or if you're pregnant, anything, you actually might need more, right? Um, so you need about a gallon a day. So if you're a family of five, you know, one day, five gallons right there. Right. So you might have to have to go out and be looking to get an 80, 80 uh, gallon barrel, or 55 gallon barrel, you know, and get a couple of. them, Right. Um, depending on how long you'd have to bug in or how long you'd have to stay in your space and hold yourself up, you know, or, or hold out, <laughs> if, if, if you will. Uh, do you have a way to purify the water if it has to sit for an extended period of time? You know, things like that are very important. So. Um, it's the education first that will be your greatest or should be your, your greatest and most important and crucial investment in your survival. You know, educating yourself as to what you need to do. But I'm going to tell you something, and this is where I'm talking to my new people. Now, maybe not new people. This is why we have a movement. You have to get around people who think and live like you do. That's your number one tool in all this. Like I said, it's not just health changes. Because I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something real quick. A lot of people walking around with masks. I, w- I was on a, f- a flight recently. And flight had a lot of uh, 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 non-Americans. And, you know, on this particular flight, they give you the, the mask for your eyes if you want to lay back and sleep and, you know, cover your, your, your eyes with eye mask. And a lot of the non-Americans were wearing the eye mask as a face mask. They thought it was a it was a ventilation mask. And I wanted to take pictures so bad, but I said, no, nah, because it was so funny to me. But I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to let them keep their dignity. I'm not going to. Uh-uh. Yeah, I know. I'm reminders are going on. Um, I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. That would, that would be foul. But it was just so funny. You know, everybody's walking around with these eye masks on around their mouth. But let me, let me tell you something about the masks. Most people are getting uh, medical masks. That's what you see a lot of people walking around with. 
You know, you're only supposed to use them one time and you're supposed to throw them out. And I've seen people take them off and they've even been taking them off in a way that's unsanitary. If you're using a mask like that, which actually does not stop pathogens, you know, that's a whole other thing, but it actually doesn't stop pathogens. They're really ineffective. But if you're using a mask like that, um, you're supposed to take it off by the straps on the side, not the actual filtering part of the mask. That's the part that would theoretically be covered in whatever virus <laughs> you're trying to prevent yourself from, right? But again, you're supposed to take those off as soon as you, you know, like you use them. You're not like, oh, this is my mask I use. You know, I've been using it for 10 days. Also, those masks are not really designed to fit snugly around the face. And if it doesn't fit snugly around the face, you're still breathing in whatever, whatever pathogen it is that you're trying to keep yourself from. So essentially, they're useless. Essentially, they're useless. Um, we have the wash your hand things. Great, great idea. Great idea. But, you know, there's a lot of other ways that we pick up things. You know, keep in mind that animals are also carrying this bacteria. If you're in an environment where someone has a CNI dog or it's just cats and things like that, there you go. You know, um, also where you shop, where you get your food from. You ever go into a store, and this might be one of you, you ever go to a store into a store and see people walking around in there eating grapes or cherries out of a bag? And I know this is some of you. I know you're going to say, yeah, that's nasty, man. You got to wash them first. Yeah, I know. Some of you do it. You'd be like, well, I'm going to buy them. Yeah, after you done ate half the bag, so now <laughs> you're paying for half of it. Or maybe you done got your fix already. Like, I don't even want these grapes. And you leave them somewhere on top of the... Uh, the the uh, the candy the, the Doritos the Cool Ranch Doritos at the at the cash register. Um. Well, think about this. Someone goes to the bathroom. I was in the bathroom the other day. Actually, when I was at the airport, one of the guys who worked there was in the bathroom. He used the urinal, and he walked out. Didn't wash his hands. Nothing. Just walked right out. I don't know what he does there, but I'm assuming he's interacting with people. He might even be touching money or he might be um, handling luggage or whatever, whatever, whatever. But he just finished touching his penis. You know, we don't know what shape that's in. I wasn't looking, you know, um, could have gotten fluid on his hands. I'm sure he did, because when you urinate, there's a lot of splashback, a lot of splashback. And then when you flush, um, that goes flying all up in the air. It, It hits the ceiling, the walls, everything. Right. So imagine him now going through his workday, then going to the supermarket, feeling over a couple of grapes, um, you know, a couple of stems and deciding what he wants and putting the rest back. And then here you come eating them. You see? Or um, how about this one? Someone like him, maybe he goes to the strip club after work. And he pulls out his pocket full of ones, right? And then now you have Bambi. She comes out and she's picking up ones with her labia. You see? So there's so many ways that this thing will get spread. And there's a lot of things that's going to change. They're going to force you into a cashless society. They're going to force you into a cashless They're going to say, the money's too dirty. The money is too dirty. In China, they've been cleaning the money. 
right? They've been cleaning the money. But here, you know, um, you might not want to be exchanging cash with people based on what's happening right now. So um, there's so many different things that we may do and may not realize that they're really not as effective as we might we might imagine, right? Um, so the key is you got to be around people who are like you. And it's not about how you react to the, to the emergency. Use this coronavirus now as a practice drill. Ask yourself, if right now if everything crashed, stock market crash, there's civil unrest, people are looting in the, na- in the neighborhood, um, you know, the, the, the dollar's unstable, the euro's unstable, the, the sterling is unstable, the maple's unstable, whatever, whatever your... Um, your currency is, right? All of these things that are happening, basically everything is hitting the fan. What happens in your neighborhood that you live in? And we all live in different places. So I just want you to think about that. What happens? You can look out your window and think about it. Which one of your neighbors can you rely on? I'm just pausing. I'm giving you a second to think about it. Giving you a second to look. Giving you a second to think. Right. And remember now the civil unrest, stores are being looted, homes are being looted. And now you got maybe you live in a nice neighborhood, but it maybe it's just a few blocks away from where certain undesirable lives, undesirables live. Now they're roaming through your neighborhood on the regular and the police don't really have the time that they're, they're they're overtaxed now. They don't have the time to answer. Maybe 911 isn't even answering. Or the police are more concerned. They're taking all of their ammunition and their weapons and the resources they have in their home defending their families. They're not even answering the line. Now, you may have a a pistol. You know, you may have some weapons in your home. um, But you're there with maybe people who are not as prepared as you. Maybe you have small children. Maybe you have a husband or a wife that's not firearm trained. They're not even plugged in with what needs to happen. Um, you have multiple entrances to your house, you know, and you haven't really properly secured them. Um, you got a bunch of windows on your first floor that are not properly uh, secured. You see, what happens now? What happens? You can't shoot everybody <laughs> from every entrance. So what happens next? You see, so being around people who are like minded is your first line of defense, because the truth is there is strength in numbers and people who are looking to take advantage of you. Are they going to target people who they see are kind of isolated or uh, maybe have homes that are, um, you know, just there's there's just only a few people in there. But um, if you are able to amass or even give the the perception of a large group, then that might be enough to deter people from taking advantage of you with what it is that they may be intending. Uh, Also, when you're around groups of people, let's say we have groups of our new people, we have five or six families that say, hey, we're going to live around each other and we're going to prepare together. You got more hands now. You got more hands to actually get things done. So instead of having... One person, you know, looking for supplies and things like that. Now you got five people looking for food, looking for supplies and, 
you know, being able to move quicker because in a situation like this, you need to be able to garden quickly, pack things quickly, get water quickly, maybe hunt for food quickly um, and and cook quickly, you know, and kind of do those things and be able to utilize the extra bodies that you have around you. Also, even now in moments like this, like I said, let, let's just use this as a fire drill, right? We use it as a fire drill and, and we're surrounded by five or six or four, even three, our new families. We can do some planning together. You know, we got a community of people who understand what's happening in the times that, okay, it's going to get worse. It's going to be more situations happening. This is not going to be the last pandemic and I don't want to be caught with my pants down. So let's all prep together. Let's Let's see what who has what supplies. Maybe this one over here has, you know, um, uh, a garden. Maybe this one over here knows how to make bullets. They're they're into metallurgy. You know, maybe this one over here has a has a stream or a well going in, in into their yard. This one over here has has a press. They can press wheatgrass, or press oil, you know, and 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 things like that. You know, this one has carpentry still skills. This one has mechanic skills. This one has masonry skills. You know, this one was in the military for 30 years, you know, and, and knows how to secure a space. Like we could just go on and on and on. But you'll be able to be around people who if an event is triggered, immediately everybody knows how to kind of jump into into place because um, and everyone's holding their weight. Because I'm going to tell you, when something happens, whether it's this virus or anything else, the last thing you want to see <laughs> Is why, you know, you're securing and batting down the hatches for your family and everything and you're putting everything in place. And you come into your living room and your quote unquote friend is in there eating all the food. You see, and that, and that's really all they really they really bring is nothing but a, a, a liability. So um, getting around other people also gives you access to multiple locations. Let's say if you got five or six families and. You know, you're able to say, you know what, for now, we're going to double up. Maybe we'll take these five families and we're going to position ourselves within two houses or we'll use we'll use different houses to serve as different things. Maybe we'll just do the mechanics in this house. We'll do things that are related to cooking in this house. We'll do things that are related to medical in this house and stuff like that. So it's important to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who have a psychology like you do. See, for me... Something like this happens, I only want to be around our new people. I don't want to be around other people who may have different kind of intentions or may not understand the seriousness of the moment, you know. And also, I feel comfortable sharing my resources and asking for resources from a network of people who are like me. So now instead of one Mossberg or one shotgun, now we have 10 shotguns. You know, maybe now instead of one pickup truck, one four-wheel drive vehicle, we got four four four-wheel drive vehicles. You know, um, so everyone can become a huge asset and we can kind of band resources and supplies together, whether it be, you know, well, we got more water filtration. We have more firewood. You know, we we have more skills. We got more food. We got more shelter, things like that. And we can start kind of moving things to our advantage. Also, it's the, it's the ability to have shifts. So every something is constantly going on. You can work in shifts. Right. You can keep a 24 hour rotation, which is always good for having people on guard. But also you can come up with a kind of a schedule that's effective to make sure that you're always building a defense. And um, at the same time, you always have something going on. You know, there's always some while people are sleeping, there's something working. 
you know, companionship is obviously a big thing because it's good to maintain your emotional balance. You know, if you got, I mean, if you got somebody with some military experience, that's even better, or some medical experience, especially in a situation like this. You know, what can I do? What can I do to, you know, because right thing right now, it's not just about being reactive. It's about asking yourself, do I have a strong immune system? Do I know how to pull things out of nature to help me? What happens if there's a lights out? Or again, like I said, the hospitals are strapped. You think you're going to be able to get all of your medicine that you need? I mean, we won't even bring up the the the, um, the medicine for people who are mental patients who need certain ma- certain certain medicine to keep them balanced. We won't even get into that. That's a whole other conversation. But you have people who need certain medicines daily that they're on high blood medication and blood thinners and things like that. They need them daily in order to survive. You see. So you're able to really kind of query yourself now. Hey, you know, what what is my current state? You know, what is my current state? And if I do have to go get something, how safe am I in doing that? Do I have a, a good amount of able-bodied men who can help me scout for things, who can help me forage um, for different herbs or oils or supplies that I may need, knowing that, okay, if I leave and I head out, I'm not going to come back to someone who's taken over my home, you know? Uh, or I'll, I'll even be able to get back is another concern, right? So your greatest defense right now against the coronavirus is collective work and responsibility, Ujima. That is your greatest defense. And if you're going to wait until something's happening to prepare, you're going to go down with everyone else. You're going to go down, you see. Right now, you need to be loading up on the elderberry. Right now, you need to be loading up on oregano oil. You see, and understanding the value of oregano oil, to you know, when it comes to uh, boosting your, your immune system, the value of, of uh, echinacea and boosting your immune system, uh, the value of garlic, you know, and like I said, black elderberry. You know, and being able to pull in those antioxidants and and that extra vitamin C and, you know, and and things like that in order to keep your immune system strong. Even your green teas in order to keep your immune system strong. But see, it's not just building up your immune system to fight off things that will come in. It's building up the body around you, the body of this Anu kingdom, which is the people. The people are the body. How fragmented are you? And I'm talking about from people who care. I'm not just talking about people who saying, yeah, you my brother. Yeah, you my sister. <laughs> but people who actually truly care. Not just your social media crew. Because nine times out of ten, they're not worth much of anything. That's one of the reasons why they'll make sure they always keep themselves in social media land. They don't want to conjoin with you too much. They don't want to get together and truly commune with you and come from behind the keyboard, they're not interested in that. They're interested in getting their fix online. Will they come to your land and help you build, help you clear roads, help you cook food, teach you how to clear trees, teach you how to build a fire even, you know? Will they do that with you? 
You see, those are the people you need to be around. And I said five families. It could be two. It could be three. But there is strength in numbers, you see. And I know you may feel like I just went through this like post-apocalyptic <laughs> extreme and we're only talking about a, a, a virus. But again, do you truly think this is the last thing that's going to happen? And we're watching this thing adapt and mutate. We don't know where it's going, but let's just use it as a practice drill and as an opportunity to take inventory. What do I have around me? How have I established and set myself up? You see, if I had to stay where I'm at, if something happened, the pumps are not working at the water station anymore. There's an electrical outage. There's no water coming through the faucets. There's no lights. Would it be wise to stay where I am? Can I stay where I am? Can I leave? Am I in an area that would get locked off? Can I quickly get into the country? Because at the end of the day, all of this is about the same thing. (laughs) Getting into the woods. Running into the woods. But wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to run into the woods and you were watching all of this go down from the woods with people who are like you, who think like you, who love you and you love them? See, that's what I knew it was about. That's why this this is not an internet thing. I don't, you know, you guys know that. I'm not a big internet person. I don't, you know, my aim is not to have a big YouTube channel or a big social media following. It's not worth anything. It's not worth anything. It's about connecting sincere people with other sincere people who are about Anu, who are completely saturated and desirous of being Anu people, not just coming in and getting a little care package and running running off You know, that's always going to happen. You're going to get that for now until we close the gates, which is going to happen at some point. And you won't. There will be no application. There will be no, oh, go to Anu Life Global. That won't be there. It's coming. Can't say I didn't tell you, you see. And if you notice, everything that was once given through these mediums is no longer given. You go all the way back to the beginning of when you started hearing me online or classes and stuff like that. None of those original programs or segments exist anymore. There's a, there's a, there's a sequence that's happening. There's a sequence. So it's about being able to have foresight. That's the gift that the creator gives men so that we can properly guide and rule over our families. We have to have the gift of prophecy to be able to see what's coming down the road and then respond with ability. And then for you women, your gift is having cape ability, being able to cover cape, cover that man from the horizontal with ability. So that way you can help him to achieve what it is that he's doing. That's, that's the interplay. So, you know, I'm speaking to our new men and I'm just giving some guidance to all of you who may be in a, in a confused space right now. What do we do? You know, I should I stop drinking Corona beers? Or, you know, um, and I know Corona stock has dropped incredibly, but coronavirus and Corona beer, the, the word Corona just means crown. It means crown. So um, the virus actually looks like a crown when you look at it up close. That's where it, you know, 
So the name, you know, the, the name shares the same meaning, but it's not because the, the bear has anything to do with the actual virus. Um, it's the crown. Mm-hmm. The head, the thinking, the ori. But anyway, like I was saying, um, this is a time, like I said, get serious. Get ser- I've been saying it. Time to get serious. Time to get serious. Time to get serious. You could you can sit back and watch, but you have to understand that um, we're in a time now where some of us are actually concerned about our liberty and the liberty of our families. And we're not we're not going to slow that up for anyone or anything. And we want to be around one another. And for those of you who, like I said, you the liabilities that it just be in the corner of the living room eating up all the supplies, um, you might get kicked out of the, the house, <laughs> you know, and you got to go fend for yourself. So the intelligent thing to do now is to prepare before you need to prepare. There's never anything wrong with doing something early. Never. And don't. Don't confuse urgency for panic. You know, sometimes it's a time to do things in, in an urgent manner. It doesn't mean that you're panicking. Oh, you know, you falling for conspiracies. No, I just represent, I, I, re, I recognize that things are changing. We don't live in the safest place anymore. Stocks are falling. Dollar is falling. We're going into another crash again soon. We got viruses floating around. Uh, this still hasn't stopped police from killing people or from, people from getting lynched and stuff like that. It's still happening. So maybe I need to prepare in a way now where I can move in an intelligent fashion. That's all. That's your greatest response to the coronavirus epidemic or pandemic. That's your greatest response. All right. This has been Chief Yuya with another Chief Yuya segment. Um, you know, be sure if you're interested in joining the ministry, you can apply at anulifeglobal.org. And um, like I said, for the women's segment and the men's, we're only taking in one cohort this year. Normally we take them in every three months, but we're going to be a lot more discerning this time around. We brought in some people. I'm just going to be honest. We brought in some people that we shouldn't have. I'm going to put that on myself. Um, We allowed some people to squeak through because we were taking in uh, too many at once. And too frequently. And I said, no, we're not going to do that. This 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 2020, we're taking in one cohort. And if they don't get in by March, as far as getting the application, they have to wait to 2021. You know, but we're going to be a lot more discerning. You know, uh, everyone doesn't get a chance. Because <laughs> a lot of you have already had your second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, seven chances. And now you're just looking for a space to cause havoc and, and misery and disorder. So, um, you know, I just say that for those of you looking to come in, we do strive to maintain a peaceful environment as best we can. And um, that may mean sometimes, like I said, it, you know, being a little bit more scrutinizing and discerning. All right. So willfully, we can be on some land together. <laughs> and like Brother Charles did last time we were all together in the woods, he... <laughs> He sat there and said, you know, I'm really enjoying this, man. You know, such a peaceful, enjoyable time. He was like, I want some s'mores. And they all got into the car and went and got some organic uh, vegan marshmallows and organic chocolate and came back. (laughs) And made s'mores. 
I, you know, I didn't have any, but I just thought it was funny, you know, but it was good to see everybody relax at least and do something that they, you know, enjoyed and, and everything. So, um, you know, uh, the opportunities are here for us to assemble ourselves together, commune together and really grow as a community and a family together. All right. And there'll be more on this coming. There'll be more on this on this subject and more tools for you to understand what it is to be Anu. That's on it. That's on the way. It's on the way. All right. So to such time, I am Chief Yuya. Be well and be safe on this day. All right. Peace.